Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Shore Grass. I am your host, Trey Shep. Rory McElroy is the 2022 FedEx Cup champion. He comes from six shots behind world number one, Scotty Scheffler, in the final 18 holes at East Lake in Atlanta to win the tour championship and pocket $18 million with the victory. Here is Rory after his win you know thankfully I was in that last group because you know I was able to put some pressure on him early on and then you know that coupled with him not having his his best stuff today you know it was actually a you know I felt like going into the back nine um not that it was mine to lose but I I had all the momentum and and uh you know going out today I was like if I can get it within three going into the back nine I thought that that would be, you know, a really good front nine holes. And, um, you know, I think we were tied for the lead on the, you know, on the 10th tee. So, um, yeah, incredible day, incredible week, you know, four over through two holes, uh, 10 shots out of the lead at that point to, to claw my way back and end up winning the, winning the tournament. Um, incredible. Just a, uh, just a real, um, you know, really proud of my resilience and how I sort of handled that start and um, just sort of stuck my head down and and kept going all week and, and took advantage of the opportunity that I was given today. So Rory pockets $18 million, and a reporter, after his victory, asked him if there was anything more that he can take away after the win at East Lake. Back in 2019, I took down the number one player in the world in Brooks Kepka. This year, I took down the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. Um, you know, so I know that my best stuff, my best stuff is, is good enough to win any tournament against anybody on any golf course. So, you know, I'm, that's something I can take away from today. Now that the 2022 PGA Tour season has officially come to a close, there have been more players leave the PGA Tour for live golf. Most notably, Cam Smith, the 2022 Players' Champion, has left for Live Golf, along with Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman, and Raban Lahiri, Harold Varner III, and Cameron Tringali. They will make their debut in Boston. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, I sit down with Arkansas graduate senior linebacker Bumper Pool. 
Bumper has a great story about being a multiple sport athlete in high school, which included being on the golf team and a runner-up finish to one of the most powerful programs in golf in the state of Texas when he was in high school. You will want to hear this story. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Go on their website, blackmanauctions.com, look at their lineup of upcoming auctions, and find one that you want to attend. Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary colorful rooms with high quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shoregrass. Recently, I traveled to Northwest Arkansas and Fayetteville and the University of Arkansas and sat down with, as Sam Pittman calls them, super seniors. I sat down with Bumper Poole, a super senior on this Arkansas football team. Bumper had a chance to leave after last year, but decided to come back for one final year to suit up for the Razorbacks and play in the toughest conference in America, the SEC. On the tee, Bumper Poole. Bumper, welcome to From the Short Grass. We're going to talk a lot of golf, but first, let's just talk a little bit of football. Obviously, you know, you're... As Sam Pittman calls one of those uh, super seniors on this football team, what's it like coming back for another year of Razorback football? It's exciting because our uh, where we're at as a team, I think from this year and last year is completely different. And getting to come back for another, you know, another senior year, you kind of look at it with a whole different perspective. Um, going into the workouts, the fall camp, you know, it's your last one, so you can, you know give it truly everything that you have because you know you're not going to have another opportunity at it and just kind of seeing where we're at as a team just so um, so exciting and very um, I'm looking forward to getting to show the fans you know what we've been working for for you personally what does it mean from when you came into this program where it was not winning an SEC game to where it is now yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you, you don't uh, ever take for granted. I think every time, you know, you have a win, it's that much sweeter. Uh, we've, been through, we've been through so much, and to get to be where we were and to be where we are now, I think that you have a lot more gratitude for it and just the, the work that you put in, you know that, you know, you never want to go back. Being a linebacker in the SEC takes a toll on the body. 100 tackles, couple years, over 100 tackles two years ago, over 100 tackles last year. You're online, and the forecast looks like you will be the all-time leading tackler here at the University of Arkansas. Does that mean something to you? It means a lot. Um, I mean, it means one thing to me and another thing to my body. Like you said, 
Um, there'll be, you know, there's wear and tear from just playing over the years, but it's, it's an honor. And I hope that I can continue to, um, you know, go out there this season, um, do my best to, you know, if it's making tackles to help us win. And then at the end, at the end of it, look back and, you know, see where we're at. Being right behind that defensive line, a lot of question marks going into the season on the defensive line. What do you see from your position? I see a group that's honestly um, improved tremendously. There's, you know, there was a lot of question marks coming in, and I feel like we've we've seen a lot of guys prove that they can uh, play in the SEC. Uh, would they go against one of the best offensive lines in the SEC every day? So I think our offensive line is making our defensive line better, and just kind of building depth because it's it's a position where guys are rolling in and out um, throughout the entire game. So building depth is good, and there's been a lot of guys that have been uh, very impressive to watch. And then obviously being a defensive guy, what do you see from what the offense is able to put together? The, this I mean, fall camp, um, I think last fall camp, we, you know, as a defense felt like we were doing a lot of good things, stopping our offense. And this year we have, we have some real talent um, in our receiver, um, in our receiver room. KJ's throwing the ball really well. So just seeing all the weapons that they have and knowing how dynamic that they are, it, um, it's exciting and, you know, something that, you know, I'm glad that once the season starts, you know, they're going against somebody else's defense. All right, let's talk a little golf. You were a multi-sport athlete in high school. When did you first pick up a golf club, though? I first picked up a golf club probably – I was, you know, putting with my dad when he would go play when I was real little, you know, probably seven or eight. And then when I got to middle school and, you know, finally had some more freedom, you know, our parents would drop us off at the golf course and then – We'd be there all day, and then they pick us up. So it was kind of like our little freedom getaway, and so I, I just fell in love with the game. Um, something that you know I did play it in high school, but getting to getting to play golf was my getaway from everything else. Were you self-taught, or did you have some lessons? Did you take any lessons? My dad uh, taught me my swing. Um, he played in high school, and so you know he's he was a really good golfer, and then so basically he just taught me uh, my swing. What do you like about the game? I think it's um, I think it's one of the most you know mentally uh, strenuous games. Um, I think you learn so much about yourself, your composure, and just things that you know carry over in life. It's how it's how golf is, and um, I love how hard it is. And so whenever you play well, you know that you truly did play well, and um, you kind of you know you'll you'll be excited about your round a couple hours after you get finished. Who were some of the guys that you looked up to when you were growing up that were golfers that you thought, man, I maybe one day potentially if I could be like him. You know, I never looked at uh, I never looked at golf like I uh, you know I could go play on the professional level. Um, for me, it was a getaway from what football was for me, which you know that was my my dream. So for me, it was like I can go out here, have a great time, hit shots when you know I had to go and like wow that was that was legit. Um, but, you know, growing up, obviously, you know, watching Tiger Woods play, you know, there was so, so much excitement. I just remember as a kid, like seeing my dad being so excited about, you know, seeing how well he played. It was just cool. And I think, you know, he, he changed the game and it's just, you know, a sport that now I think a lot of young guys really do enjoy playing. You were on your high school golf team mm -hmm. and, uh, tell me a little bit about that team. What was the makeup of it? And were you the the number two player three player what where, where did you fit into the team so we um so i played football and then i would i had also wrestled and then golf was in the spring and so um we i was probably the second or third player on our team it was a very it's a very new program we had um for me like i 
I didn't ever have a you know the the time to just devote it you know all mm-hmm. of my time to to practice and whatnot. But we um, we were decent for our district. But uh, we went to districts and we got, uh, we placed second in districts and lost to Highland Park by ninety strokes. <laughs> so they uh, they have some legit guys. You know, seeing Scotty Scheffler now um, yeah. tearing it up. Was that a little bit humbling? Very humbling. You know, you're uh, as golf, golf always is. Um, getting to see, you know, someone that, you know, weighs 100 pounds less than you, and he's just, you know, putting it down the middle and putting it five feet from the pin. Um, I, you know, could go off, start pretty well, and then, you know, I would, you know, like anything, it would, you know, the swing would, um, you know, fall apart here and there as the round went on just because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't my main sport. And just seeing these guys grind and play, you know, a full, you know, two-day deal and just kill it. It's just very, so impressive to watch. And it was their main sport. And some of them, uh, I would assume, went on to play collegiately. Yes. I mean, there was guys that I played against that were, went to Highland Park, went to Texas, you know, that pipeline that they have. Um, so every one of their golfers was going in Division One, And we were all out there just, you know, kind of enjoying it and having a good time. But getting to watch them play truly was special because you just see how – how big of a difference, you know, being good at golf is or, you know, being elite at golf is. I'm sure there's trash talk on the football field. Did you ever say anything on the golf course like, hey, why don't, why don't you come over here and get between the lines, put some pads on, let's go at it? Oh, these kids, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they they uh, they knew I played football. So, like, they'd be laughing at me, you know, because I'm, you know, a lot bigger than everyone else. And I remember one day I finished up around and I was going up 18 and I just, you know, was frustrated or something. I'm just carrying my bag by the handle up the 18th fairway and some of the kids from hp are laughing like they talk about it we i have a couple of buddies that um still you know i keep in contact with and they always talk about that story but it, you it didn't have funny. it over your shoulder you were just carrying no the bag. just carrying the bag up the fairway i'm like you know what i'm done it's 18, <laughs> 18 holes i'm tired so here at arkansas do you get to play at all i get to play uh may june beginning of july and then obviously the heat kicks in, and then you know camp starts in August. So I get about two months where I really lock in and play. Um, but other than that, football just you know takes over. So whenever whenever football's done, I'll you know finally have a, some more months to play. Where do you like to play in Northwest Arkansas? You know, there's limited courses around here. You know, with everything, you know, there are not many public courses. Um, but you know, Fayetteville Country Club, I've got to play that a few times. Um, Played the blessings once. And that's an, you know. What'd you think? Incredibly difficult golf course. Yeah. I mean, we it was cold too. Fairways are running out. I mean, it's it's a it's a beast of a golf course. But you know, it was a great time. Get, you know, getting to be able to go out there and play. Um, and then like Stonebridge is a public course out here, which I play probably most of the time. Do you talk to any of the Razorback men's golf team or the women's golf team and some of their athletes and try mm-hmm. to ask them about the game a little bit? Yeah, so uh, actually uh, Julian Perico, um, good friend of ours, um, he's on the golf team. And so, you know, whenever he gets done with his golf clubs or whatever, he's, you know, tossing them our way and, you know, whatnot. And so it, uh, he's been great about, you know, he actually is the reason I got to play on the Blessings uh, the one time. But other than that, um, I know a few other golfers, but just kind of like, a, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, see him at the Jones and whatnot. Do you have time to sit and watch, like, maybe the majors or some golf tournaments in your free time, which I know you don't have a lot of being a student athlete? Oh, yeah. I watch all the all the majors I'm watching. Um, so I'm – honestly, my, one of my favorite golfers is Jordan Spieth. And so I'll get up, you know, watch his round if there's a, you know, um, 
featured group. I'll you know tune in, watch him play. Uh, so yeah, all the majors, the play, you know, FedEx Cup playoff. I'll watch that. But um, you know, it just depends on the event. Like so, we're uh, we're members out at Craig Ranch, and so the Byron Nelson's out there. Oh yeah. So we went out. Um, we've been out there. You know, the Byron Nelson. And I've been like ever since I was probably in seventh grade. That was kind of like at the week school was out or getting out we'd all you know get out of school or something and head down there so it's always a great time what is tpc craig ranch like it's a great course it's um it's a you know it's a, a typical texas course you know wide fairways long um fast fair or fast greens and i mean i i personally love playing it up you know played it many times but uh great course you know super well kept and you know everyone at the in member or all the members are great people Growing up in Texas and playing golf, you learn how to play in the wind, don't you? Oh, yeah. And then if the wind's down, you know, it's an easy golf course or, you know, anywhere you play. But when the winds are up, it's, you know, you got a low flight, everything, and it's a couple clubs you're here and there. Any guys on the team that you play with and you try to bet them at all, maybe? Yeah. I'm. Well, so in the past, you know, having Grant and Hayden, John Steven, and all of my buddies um, – We'd all go out and play quite a bit, you know, bet here and there. Grant told me last year he was really good, that he was the best. Well, yeah, you know how Grant, you know how Grant is, you know, in everything he does. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Grant's good. Uh, we go back and forth. So it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a game where if you play longer, you get better at it. And, you know, Grant, you know, if he does anything long enough, he'll figure it out. But, you know, we've had um, many of rounds together and, I haven't been haven't been able to play too much with these guys, um, just because I feel like the summer flew by, and you know I was out of town here and there. But um, Nathan Johnson, he's a tight end on the team. He's pretty good. Um, I've got to play with Cam Little. He's got a good swing. Um, Hudson Clark. So it's it's been a good time, and you know glad at least I got to play a little bit with them. Who do you think? What position group would have the best golfer from a football team? Well, I mean, you think you're specialists because, you know, they they get the most time off, it feels like. Um, but, I mean, any any group that, you know, grew up swinging a baseball, you know, baseball bat or, you know, anything like that, tight ends, and you know, are usually uh, pretty good. Linebackers are, you know, it just kind of depends on who grew up around it. What about coaches? Are there any coaches on the team that you know play golf and would you like to try and take them? out and see how you would fare against them yeah i mean coach Shear is not very good at golf uh, <laughs> he uh he's just picked it up but uh, i know coach kennedy plays um i'm sure they all probably play quite a bit you know but i haven't um he's the only one i've ever played with um currently but you know i'm sure they, they'll have a different story is this something that obviously football you can't play for the rest of your life, but golf is a sport that you can play, I mean, well into your 70s and 80s if you wanted to, right? Yeah, I mean, you talked about what, you know, being the leading tackler of Arkansas means, but, uh, you know, I'm sure my golf game will probably, you know, hinder it because of because of that, because uh, of the wear and tear. But hopefully I'll get to, you know, be healthy enough to play it that long. So when you graduate, and you move on. Let's say you go to the NFL, you play a couple of years if that's what you want to do, and then you're done with that. Do you see yourself maybe finding some place where you can settle down and maybe be around a golf course to where you'd want to play a lot? Absolutely. I, you know, that's that's my plan when I get older to move off to a golf course somewhere, um, be close to a body of water, and have a golf course in my you know backyard. So hopefully, you know, if everything goes well, that can 
that will happen. A body of water. Does that mean a beach or a lake? You know, a beach would be nice. <laughs> but if it's a lake, it's a lake. Having your sister up here, what what does that mean to you to have someone that you're so close with be a part of what you're going through too, but also to see what she went through in, in her time here at Arkansas? Yeah, it's been great because having a family member so close, it this place almost feels like home. Um, it really is. And just getting to have someone, you know, take care of you. And I'm, whenever I was a freshman, you know, how any freshman is having her up here really was nice. I never had that homesick feeling. And she's just, you know, my sister will worry about every little detail of all of our family members' life. So her being up here, you know that, you know, if you ever needed anything, she would take care of it. Um, when you're on the football field and a running back or a, let's say a wide receiver tight end is coming across the middle and you're about to go in for the for the hit. Are you face mask, head up and everything, try to watch what has kept you out of games before and that's targeting? Oh, well, of course. They're, you know, honestly, I I never thought that I'd ever get a targeting call. Um, but the way the rules changed and everything, you know, it's they're very, you know, you know, critical about it. But it's a good thing. I think that if you tackle properly, you know, you can it will lead to less targeting penalties. But, I mean, you have to be consciously aware of that, and which I think as the game grows, people teach it better and you learn it better. Last football question. This year will be a success for the Arkansas Razorbacks if? If we can, um, if we can play um, as hard as we practice, um, I think that, you know, you how you practice is how you play. Um, and I feel like someti- sometimes in some teams – you get on the field and people, you know, the bright lights affect you. And I just hope that we can take what we've done in the fall, you know, the spring and the fall and translate it onto the field because we've seen a lot of good things. Um, me personally, just getting to, to watch the team and how much, how much better we are. Um, I just hope that it translates. Best golf course bumper pools ever played. Um, I played uh, TPC Scottsdale. Arizona. The, yeah, with the stadium up because um, it was right before they had the tournament. So getting to, you know. The 16th hole with yeah. the, the, the whole surround and everything. The whole thing was up. What was that like? Oh, it was incredible. Um, I was I was younger, so my, for Christmas my dad would take, uh, we would go on a trip to a professional golf course and kind of make a trip around it, go see a bowl game or something like that. So getting to getting to go do that and play in the course with the stadium up. Unbelievable weather, great place to be. What'd you shoot? Do you remember? 85. 85. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, it was. I was young, but um, it was a cool course. And, you know, we had some caddies. And, you know, every time you have some caddies, it helps out. What's your handicap right now? When I'm playing – so this summer, it was probably a nine. So I'll, I'll, you know, 79, 83, I'm right around there. Yeah. All right. Fantasy foursome. They can be living or deceased. You and three other guys or gals, golfers. Who would you like to play around with? Um, well, of course, I would say you know Tiger Woods. That would be incredible. I've actually had a dream where I you know played around with them and I like it felt real. We were just cutting it up. Um, what was he saying? I just like super nice. Like it was you know it was a dream, so it felt like he was real. But it wasn't like you know he was trying to big time anybody. He just was a regular dude. Um, you know, playing with Jordan Spieth. I've I met him when he was playing at Craig Ranch um, one day. You know that he'd be great to play with. Um, Dustin Johnson seems like a cool guy. He, you know, 
He hits it a long way. Yeah, he'd be, probably be a good time to play with. Do you hit it a long way? You seem yeah. like you, you. I can. Do you I, know I where can, it's going? Yeah, my you know my driver's probably my you know my best part of my game. I can hit it long and it'll it'll be it'll be straight. Um, but you know, what's your average off the tee when you're hitting your driver? It's three ten. It's more probably about you know three fifteen three twenty. I can I can drive the ball pretty well. I need you on my scramble team. Oh yeah, oh, is what I need. Great scramble partner. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the long irons to you. Uh, chipping and putting, good. Chipping's good. Putting, uh, suspect. Putting is just one of those things where, like, if you don't play a lot, it's hard to get it consistent. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a bad putter, but whenever I'm playing a lot more, I can roll them in. How did you get the name Bumper? I know you've been asked a lot, but for this podcast, this episode, how did you get the name Bumper? My dad, when he was in high school, um, like told everyone in town, like he was going to name his first son Bumper. And you know, it's funny because I'll run into old, you know, if it's high school classmates, and they're like, "We were, we we're all not surprised. We, he told us that he was going to do it." So it's just, um, I'm glad because I love, I love my name. It's a cool name. I mean, it stands out. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bumper. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, best of luck this season, and maybe. You know, when you're done with football and everything, maybe we can get Grant Morgan, you, and maybe Connor Nolan together because I know Connor talks a big game too and we can find a find a time to go play, play a little golf. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square District of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to From the Shore Grass, BP Hotels. When you're in Northwest Arkansas, you're going up there, let's say, to watch the Razorbacks play football, basketball, baseball. Make sure you find a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group hotel property. The Staybridge, right there south of Baumwalker Stadium, is a BP Hotel property. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. Find them on the web, bphotels.com. Now, on the tee, with our rules segment, here's PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney. Adam, this comes in from Fayetteville. Uh, Justin is up there, and he says, I was playing around the other day, and I saw my ball go in a bunker. When my playing partner and I got to the bunker, I could not find my ball. What do I do? Well, we have two rules under the circumstances here, right? So, 
the first is, is it lost in the bunker? So did it fly into say the face of the bunker or something like that? And, and I've had this one a hundred times where the ball just buries itself. And then the other situation is, did the ball just, you know, roll into the bunker and somebody took it, you know? Somebody took it or there might be water in the, in the bottom of it and you can't see it. Right. The question under the circumstances is no one walked out there and took his golf ball and kept it as a souvenir. So he, he flew a ball into the bunker, maybe into the face of the bunker, maybe it's, you know, kind of some, some thicker, heavier sand or whatever. So it's no different than searching for a ball. You've got three minutes. However, there are prohibitions that you can't do when your ball is in a bunker that are essentially lifted when you're searching for it. So, you know, I can take a golf club, I can take a rake and just start ripping the sand of the face down, you know, trying to find that golf ball. At the end of the day, he's got to find that golf ball. Otherwise, it's lost. Yeah, exactly. And you go back to the previous spot. Precisely. It's it's one of those things where you can just start raking through the sand, pulling sand down, you know, exposing line or whatever you need to do trying to find that golf ball. If you find it, then you're going to have to recreate the lie and essentially bury the golf ball again. The rules state that when your ball's in a bunker that you can remove as much sand as possible where you can see a part of the golf ball. So he's going to have to bury it back you know, where he found but it. But he can still see a little bit of it. And then remove enough sand where he can see, assuming it's a white golf ball, he can see just a, a little bit of white. Justin and Fable, thanks for the question. If you've got one on the rules of golf, send us an email from the shortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. Thank you, as always, for listening. Want to send a special thanks to Kyle Parkinson, the sports information director at the University of Arkansas, for helping facilitate the interview with Bumper Pool and Thanks to Bumper Pool as well. Remember, when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you sometime soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.